I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. I was looking at the scores last weekend. Bunch of games going on. Difficult to keep a track. I was looking at the scores, and few scores really caught my eye. The Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors. Not too much of a surprise. The Rockets beat the Bucks. Sacramento Kings beat the Lakers. We've all noticed that because LeBron James returned. Yeah. And OKC, they beat the Celtics. Now, in a regular season, we wouldn't really care about Timberwolves beating the Warriors. But in this season, it's very important because the Warriors are competing for a top ten spot, mm. which means they'll they'll go to the play-in game. The Pelicans are really closing them, chasing them down. So this season, it makes sense. The Warriors losing to Timberwolves, they can't afford to do that anymore. They have to keep going. The Bucks had a chance to get close the gap, you could say, to the top two, but they lost that with the when they lost to the Rockets. Kevin Porter Jr. Where did he come out of? He scored 50 points. So we'll talk about the teams that have already been eliminated from playoff contention, but are kind of playing party spoilers here. And we'll start off with the Timberwolves. Now, they were the absolute bottom for a long, long time. Even the Rockets are struggling to go <laughs> below them, but somehow they managed to do that. Yeah. But now, if you look at the team, they have Carl Anthony Towns. They have uh, Anthony Edwards, who's really kind of maturing into his role. He's a rookie. You know that he can be a. He will end up being a great player, and. D'Angelo Russell, who kind of now seems satisfied with his bench role. When you put the three together, that actually looks like a decent team, doesn't it? It does. Uh, it really does. But uh, what what do you think they should do before we get into the team composition and uh, uh, how, how they are shaped up and what gaps they need to fill? Just from now till the end of the season, if you were the GM of the, the franchise, what do you have the team do? Well, the Timberwolves have a top three protected pick. Yeah. Uh, if they tank, they have very much... I mean, it's very probable that they'll keep the pick or else if they don't get the top three pick, they'll lose that pick to the Warriors. So, if I was a GM, I would say that why are you even playing? <laughs> why are you even playing Cat? Why are you even playing D'Angelo Russell? Just rest them. Let Anthony Edwards get his minutes and then tank. But I'm not one for tanking. I mean, as an individual, I don't like to see that. It's boring as hmm. a fan. It's It's unfair to the fans. I really like this Timberwolves team. I watched the last four games. They were on a four-game winning streak. They would have beat the Pelicans as well, but they choked. I think Zion Williamson was just too good for them. Yeah, It's an interesting thing. I think they should just play it out as it goes. Forget about the draft pick. They'll anyways get a decent... Uh, they have a decent core. I don't think they need any more draft picks. They need to stabilize this trio that they have. It's a core. <clears> it's, <throat> yeah. it's a team that will stay for the future, right? I mean, they're all young people. D'Angelo Russell, Cat. He has the experience, but he's still young. Anthony Edwards, second. This is first season. Next year, will be even more better. So, I, I don't think they should really tank to keep the draft pick. But just see as the season goes and play it out. Yeah, I, you know what? I think the way the way they've been moving and the way they've... Uh, the, all of the bites that they've been giving out in the media, uh, it indicates a team that's not actively looking to tank. Mm-hmm. I think right now, I mean, even when they spoke after the trade deadline, uh, all the talk was about stability. They made no moves to cut veterans. They didn't yeah. create salary space. They didn't make a bunch of uh, trades of expensive players on their roster. I think the expensive players that they have are players that they want. Yep. Players that they moved up for, uh, like D'Angelo Russell. They gave up a lot to get in uh, D'Angelo Russell and it remains to be seen whether that pay, pays off, but they seem to be happy. Um, Towns wanted this move, so he should be happy. Uh, and then they've got the number one draft pick from this season, Anthony Edwards, who's, who's balling out and who's uh, 
I think he, him, Lamelo, and Halliburton have have each stepped up big time. Yeah. Now, yep. unlike Halliburton, who in, mm-hmm. who's in a franchise that really doesn't give a damn, uh, the Charlotte Hornets made made Hornets made all the right moves to to try and step up, and and they have at least they're in the playoff reckoning. They're yep. kind of mid table in the playoff picture, and then there's the T Wolves. Injuries again, chemistry issues. personal changes they moved out a few players but i mean it's all this now they have a two guard backcourt and a stable one at that and they have a very experienced guy coming off the bench whenever they yeah. need relief uh, in rubio and and then they have a big man and and they have that enigmatic stretch five big man that can rim protect that can finish in the post that can shoot threes for fun he's probably the best big man at at shooting threes if, mm-hmm. if you don't count kevin durant as a big man um in the league and and so they've really got their front court is balanced they've got they've got a solid back court what do they need legitimately what do they need in a in the modern day era what do you need now quintessentially the dream would be a two way wing player that can shoot threes and can defend yep somebody like gordon hayward and mm-hmm. and this is a legit deep playoff team then once they can get all of this together so i don't think the draft pick is worth as much to them uh as keeping this momentum going because it's so rare for them to have all their players fit yeah that whenever they do have it they should forget about everything else and see how best they can make them work um and what's the team's ceiling in terms of play capacity uh momentum pacing all of that stuff while the game is on i think yeah. they're really at that stage of development and and they shouldn't mess it up now by tanking because by tanking If you are the Philadelphia seventy sixers tanking and you have a bunch of veteran players that really couldn't care less, they're just happy to just tank, take the money, go home. That's one thing. Uh, but if you have a team full of young talent, where every game they make exponential gains in in ability, in practice, in maturity and decision making, their learning curve is so steep at this stage. Asking them to actively tank is robbing them of the development that uh, yeah. that you would expect the Timberwolves to offer to this franchise. I've seen it done before. they made a mess of the kevin garnett situation and ultimately kevin uh, garnett had to walk out i think they're in a better place now and they should just forget about that draft pick i know they lose that draft pick if it's uh, if it's the first second or third pick in next year's draft to the warriors but that's fine they've already got fair compensation for that draft pick this is like a post paid scenario for them <laughs> they should let that pick go if they get it graded they don't it's fine uh, but but they should focus on um, just continuing to play the best basketball they can and figuring out how to integrate all of these pieces because before the cat injury edwards was coming off the bench a lot yeah do they start him do they use him as an impact player because i think i think he's um, more than made a case for him to be at least given an opportunity to start and he has started true. a bunch of games so true um, so yeah just screw the draft pick continue development this is a good team it's an exciting team I agree. The Timberwolves have not been too great in the draft picks <clears> either, right? They they have had issues. They gave away Wiggins for D'Angelo. Yeah. They gave away Lavine. Then they had the whole Butler issue as well. I know he was not a draft pick, but they had mm. gotten Butler for Lavine, and then <laughs> Butler had to go back as well. So their history is not so great at keeping a team. I hope this one stays because it's an exciting bunch of players, and they can really do great things if they stay together. Yeah. The other team I wanted to talk to you about was the Rockets. Now, it was all doom and Gray for the Rockets when they traded of James Harden because what they got in return was John Wall and a bunch of draft picks and all of that. Mm. Christian Wood was the only bright shining star for them. 
now that they've decided that okay this is not the season they've given it up and yeah. john wall got injured as well they started playing a bunch of youngsters now out of that kevin porter junior he actually stands out he if you remember he was involved in a dressing room incident in cleveland which meant that they traded him right. away right away the rockets took took the risk got him in and now he's playing really well he's playing like a player who belongs in the nba he put up 50 points against milwaukee bucks who have actually one of the best defenses in the league so this guy is here to stay don't don't you think could be could be uh, right now i mean th- their roster is so threadbare right now that just about anyone's there to stay so i don't think it means much <laughs> for anyone to be certified as here to stay um it's interesting some of these players that uh, where they had disciplinary issues and and it may well have been a one off but there was an issue and <clears throat> excuse me the uh, the the org did the right thing by asking them to leave because what else do you do you've got to have a no, no, no uh, zero tolerance policy but there's this guy who's shining in Houston, Porter. Then there's Myers Leonard, who, while he himself uh, has not achieved anything close, Miami have sucked since his departure. <laughs> it's almost like karmic punishment for... Well, it shouldn't be, right? They did the right thing. He messed up big time on a live stream. Um, anyway, that was a side note. Look, um, the Houston Rockets are possibly the biggest stink job in basketball right now. I can't mm-hmm. think of a franchise that's in a worse position. They've got to kick themselves. How did they get here? Um, and Tillman Fertitta, the owner, the, he's the only guy left that can can take accountability because the GM that built and tore all this apart is no longer here. He's over in Philadelphia, possibly building a championship unit. Now, they lost not just James Harden. They lost Harden and Westbrook. If you look yep. over the last two seasons, they lost Harden, Westbrook and Chris Paul. Yep. And... What do they get in return? They got a John Wall who's perennially injured, as he is again this season. He's gone for the season towards the end. Uh, And he missed a bunch of games at the beginning. So, really, he played a chunk in between and then he disappeared. So, he's out. They brought in Oladipo. Always seemed like a stopgap. Sent him on. They had Levert. I don't know why they didn't keep him. Moved him on. So, I don't get it. What is the plan here? You've got an Eric Gordon that's perennially injured. You've sent out Harden. You've sent out Westbrook. You sent out PJ Tucker. You got in yeah. John Wall, who's perennially injured. You sent out Oladipo. You sent out Levert. You sent out Capella long ago because you were betting big on Westbrook and Harden, both of whom you shipped out. <laughs> uh, got lucky with Chris Wood, really. Nobody yeah. expected him to play like he's playing. Mm-hmm. Lucky with him. And then had Cousins for a bit, cut him. He's now off at the Clippers, which, okay, not like a marquee player anymore. But what's the plan really? Because they are almost as bad as OKC or worse. Where OKC have 3 million draft picks coming up <laughs> over the next 6 years. And these guys have God knows what. They have some from the hardened trade. But I don't think it's anywhere near the kind of draft capital that OKC has. So it's grim for the Rockets right now. Um, the only advantage they have compared to a lot of these other teams including Minnesota is that they're a much bigger market. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They're a much more lucrative destination should players want to move. And that's about it. That's literally the only thing they have going for them. So it's going to be a long rebuild. Uh, I doubt there's any easy way out here unless they strike gold at the... Uh, like they pick up a Luka Doncic or something in the in the draft. This is okay. a four or five year project even to become a mid-table team. Absolutely. Even those young guys, they are too young. I don't think they're... Yeah. they're they do enough to keep them, say, even in playoff contention at the moment. But 
I think they're an interesting talent. It'll be fun to watch these guys, Kevin Porter Jr. I really hope that he keeps his discipline and becomes yeah. the great player that he can be. Hmm. Uh, I like the Kelly Olynyk trade. He's been balling out since yeah. he came oh, yeah. to the Rockets. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming as well. Uh, just looking at the other teams here, Thunder, I don't think there's much to talk about the Thunder except that we'll see until 2032. They have like a bunch of draft picks to keep yeah. them safe and afloat. So nothing really to talk about the Thunder except that they lost a game to the Indiana Pacers by 57 points. How did that even happen? 57 yeah. points. Yeah. And just a game before that, they beat the Celtics. Now, I don't know who's worse, Celtics or the Thunder. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Now, Kings have kind of, uh, they beat the Lakers, they beat the Mavs. Wow. They're kind of out of play of contention, just about hanging in there. But yeah. do you see any future with this team? Halliburton is amazing. He's probably the second best rookie that was drafted this year after uh, Lamelo, of course. Yeah. The young core, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hield, and they have experience in Marvin Bagley, Rishon Holmes is there. Any future for this team? What do you think? Yeah, I I like this team. I'm not a fan of the the org. I think they've messed mm-hmm. up big time in in recent years, uh, and they've been stingy more than they should have. Uh, they they mismanaged a few locker room issues. I still don't think they should have let Bogdan go. Uh, the way they did, they could have got something in return even if they had to trade him out. Um, but I agree with the decision that if you could keep only one of um, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich or uh, Buddy Heel that you should mm-hmm. keep Buddy Heel. That part mm-hmm. I agree. And I think they really lucked out in um, getting Halliburton in the draft. Halliburton wasn't one of those like nobody was talking about him kind of player. Yeah. But he wasn't touted as high as what we're seeing on court. Yeah. Yep. So he's a top 10 pick. Um, so and like this, this draft has been great. You remember before when we were talking about the draft and all the scouts kept saying it's a shallow draft. Yeah. Depth in this draft. That that's probably true. Uh because outside of the top heavy few guys that are playing really well and a couple of guys that haven't had as many opportunities but but short glimpses of promise. Like you could take the Wisemans of the world and uh, mm-hmm. uh Avdia in in the Wizards. But with these three guys, Anthony Edwards, uh Lamelo Ball, these guys are bona fide stars. They're like they're all yep. stars waiting to happen in a couple of seasons. Yep. Um, Halliburton is a great player, but right now I still see him in the in the Middleton mold in terms mm-hmm. of level of recognition. He doesn't like he's got probably another gear to hit before he, he goes into the mm-hmm. same level as as Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball. But they have a good thing going. Now Absolutely. they've got two guards in Sacramento that are playing really well uh, in in Buddy Hield and, and Halliburton, and both offer good three shooting. Then mm-hmm. you've got Darren Fox, who the contract extension indicates is their cornerstone now. He's the face of the franchise. Nobody gives that kind of money otherwise. Yeah. And and he's come good this season too. The yeah. only department where they look absolutely clueless is the forwards mm-hmm. department. You've got a bunch of players, they keep rotating. Nobody really seems to make any sense at either end of the floor. Is that promising? Yeah, because... Um, there's a bunch of big men and depending on how you want to play, if you need a stretch big man to carry the load on scoring, etc., it's going to be harder to come by and it'll come at a premium. But if you need a rebounder who can who can put up double-digit points um, and who can rim protect to an extent, maybe can't shoot the three very well, you've got a bunch of players, including some in your own roster that you probably underutilized, mm-hmm. like Whiteside. Yep. Um, I think they, they should go more in that direction. And uh, they've got an interesting team to build 
uh, I, I I don't see it as bleak for these guys as I do for the Rockets. For the Rockets, yeah. they're they're in. They're really in for a long haul, like three four seasons. Uh, the process sort of rebuild of tank right. draft tank draft. Um, and since they have a few picks from the Harden trade, they should be able to do it in three years. Build build a modicum of a good team, and then of course they'll have a bunch of tradable assets also, like the Lakers had when they went for the AD trade. They had a bunch of amazing young players to give away because they tanked for so many years before yep. that. Yep. So that's that's sort of the best case route for for Houston. But for Sacramento, I think they're a couple of steps down the road. They've got a good backcourt. Um, they've got uh, there's cornerstone superstar, so to speak, who's young. All of these guys are young. Uh, all they need is to bring build a good forward core, and this is a, a well-rounded team. That one step would probably make them the Charlotte Hornets. Or mm-hmm. like the Phoenix Suns from three seasons ago before uh, yeah. Booker started popping up, right? That, that, that's yeah. kind of the trajectory that I see this franchise taking. Absolutely. I think it's it's a nice story when you look at Phoenix Suns. All their big stars except Chris Paul has been drafted in, Correct. right? They drafted yeah. in Knighton, they drafted in Booker, and they've kept them. And you can see over the next five years, they've become like now a championship contender. So yeah. that's a pretty nice inspiration, if I can call it that, yeah. for these teams to take. But uh, that's all I have for you on today's episode. Uh these teams are not going to go anywhere this season. But yeah. these are teams to watch out for next season and probably even the future because they have a nice young core. Both the, the Kings, the Rockets, even the Timberwolves. But that's all for today. Nice talking with you, as always. Catch you tomorrow. I like the Timberwolves for next season, man. Cheers. Bye. Bye.